You've heard of Huntley and Brinkley, McNeil and Lehrer, Simon and Garfunkel, Bob and Ray. Now here's Mishigas and Malarkey. Hello, hello. Hello, hi, how you doing? All right. What is it that, um, uh, let's see, who is the actor that's running for governor or possibly running for governor of Texas? What's his name? Oh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, what's his What's his uh, tagline? What, what is it like, all right, all right? All right, all right, all right. That's right. what I was thinking of. Thank you. Yeah, so... So let me see now. Are you calling from the metaverse or are you still in the real world? Oh, well, uh, you know, I left the metaverse many years ago. Uh, as I think I've mentioned, I, I lived in Second Life for a year. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. I saw mm-hmm. part of uh, Zuckerberg's video introducing meta. Yeah. And, I, uh, and, and I, I, it, my joke immediately, <clears throat> excuse me, my joke immediately is if you hate meta, just think it could be verse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's not bad. Thank I you. Mean, if Thank vaudeville, you. if vaudeville ever comes back, you'll be, yes. the, uh, <clears throat> exactly. You'll be, you'll be ready to get on the boards yeah. at, at the Pantages. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or what was it? The, the Brooklyn Academy. I love know? that stuff. Oh, yeah, and yeah. of well, course, um, you know Ricky Jay, you know the magician, the actor. Uh, he, sure. he passed. He passed away years ago, but I saw an article about. Uh, I think it's Sotheby's. You know, he collected a lot of uh, memorabilia, filled up you know an entire house, and uh, right. when he he passed away, did you see the article in the Times? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, I think it was a Dan Barry article yeah mm. it, it was really good yeah um and i i clicked over you know to the sotheby site to see what they were putting up did you did you get that far I, no no i had no i didn't i haven't looked at the auction site but i mm-hmm. i love the article um, yes there's a great documentary about ricky J that i found on there's a service called canopy mm-hmm. it's one of these video services that uh if, if most, I guess a lot of public libraries give you access to it. Yes. And there's a uh, Ricky J documentary on there, which is really spectacular. I guess it was done about mm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's him telling stories and showing tricks and friends of his telling stories of how he just did completely bizarre things, made mm-hmm. like ice cubes appear out of nowhere, and, <laughs> you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, well, did you ever see him live? I saw him uh, off Broadway, 52 Assistants, that one. No, no, I, no, I never got to see him live. Yeah. I, I, I remember seeing him on TV when I was a kid, you know, like mm-hmm. in the 70s, he would be on like Mike Douglas or something, you know, he'd, he'd turn up. Yeah. He, he was still like the hippie, uh, like a hippie magician. At oh, that yeah. Time. He used to open for rock acts or something, right? Right, right. In fact, I I know that Jerry Garcia was a big fan of his, mm-hmm. and I guess Dylan must have been to some extent because <laughs> he he's in a commercial for a Dylan album. Um, oh. The um that the album with, with um you know the song Tweedledee D and Tweedledee Dumb you know yeah. they, uh, there's a commercial that they did for the album and that song is playing and Dylan's sitting at a table with a bunch of weird characters playing cards and Ricky <laughs> J is the dealer. 
oh. you know, and he's like throwing the cards around the table. It's, it's, uh, so I, I assume Dylan must have been right. a fan of his to some extent. That and did you see the, uh, all the movies he was in, all the Mammoth and other movies? Yeah, well, he was great in, uh, in Deadwood. He played mm. a, uh, did you ever watch Deadwood? Uh, yes, I saw. Okay, I yeah, he plays. The, I didn't watch it all the way through, but I saw the first He plays a, uh, he plays like a card sharp in Deadwood. Right. He, he works for the, uh, for the casino owner. And um, he kind of like runs the game. So, you know, it's always like, you know, assumed and unsaid that everything is kind of crooked because he's mm. running it. Yeah. <laughs> well, my favorite was House of Games, uh, which I recently watched probably for the sixth time. Uh, that, that was a great Mantegna and uh, Lindsay Krauss and, and, a, and a bunch of other great actors in there. But anyway, did you watch the, uh, you know, the Zuckerberg uh, I, I watched, announcement? Uh, yeah, well, I somebody tweeted a link to it mm -hmm. and I clicked on it and I watched mm -hmm. like two seconds of it and I thought, mm -hmm. oh man, this is really weird. And then I like, it was definitely train wreck type stuff or, or what do they call it? Like a car <laughs> crash where you, yes. you, you can't look can't away. Look away. Yeah, it was like so bizarre. So I wound up watching a few minutes of it. Mm -hmm. And um, well, I know. was I was, uh, you know, commenting, you know, live tweeting it with uh, or, I, you know, actually, uh, I immediately went on Twitter and asked uh, Casey Newton, who was a, a tech reporter, right. um, you know, if he was if he was live tweeting it, he said he was on his discord, which is, uh, you know, about discord at all. I, I know about it. Yeah, I haven't I haven't used mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, I always jump on the, whatever the new platforms are just to see what the, you know, uh, what the, you know, what their advantages, you know, where their strong points are. And um, so Casey, Casey was a, a, a reporter, I forget for which um, magazine or it was probably a magazine, not a newspaper. And then he left there and decided to start his own Substack. Remember a year or two ago, everybody was doing that. Right, right, right. Yeah. So he started his own Substack. It became very popular. And, um, you know, I guess he was getting paying subscribers. I actually uh, paid to subscribe when he first started. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to you know, shell out a few bucks to, uh, you know, see if somebody can make something new and interesting. So um, anyway, uh, uh, he then announced that um, he was going to join with six or seven other uh, reporters in a similar situation like Substackers, and they were going to form what uh, Casey called a Scooby gang, uh, which was, you know, he was contending that uh, in the future that would be the, uh, you know, the virtual newsroom would be uh, created by a bunch of like-minded, you know, independent journalists. So uh, they banded together and they formed this uh, thing that they called Side Channel, and they were using the Discord server. So that was really, you know, one of the first times I had ever heard of Discord. So uh, by virtue of if you're a paying subscriber to one of the eight reporters, then you get to you get free access to the discords the side channel discord so i'm over there and so you know i've been watching it to see what makes discord so interesting but today i was uh, uh asking um 
Casey, if he was live tweeting the uh, Facebook presentation, he said he was over on Discord. So I went over there and then people were, you know, chatting back and forth, you know, while they were watching the um, announcement and they were kind of critiquing and, you know, making fun of all the different uh, things that Zuckerberg was announcing. And then all of a sudden, Casey says, "Okay, I'm going over to open up a space on Twitter. So now we have to jump over, you know, third screen, essentially, <laughs> to this, go over. This reminds me of parties we went to a long time ago where, like, all of a sudden everybody's in a taxi going to another party. Yes, that's thing. a great analogy, a great analogy. So we're over there in the Twitter space, uh, you know, and then um, actually, so the, the one today, you know, which started after Zuckerberg ended was the Twitter space was, was yeah, it was all right. But uh, a couple days ago, uh, Casey and Kara Swisher, you know, one of my favorites, they opened up a, a Twitter space to talk about the Facebook papers, right? Or whatever, the Facebook files. Right. So uh, they had 3,500 checks, blue checks, you know, attending that. Like, in other words, you know, everybody, all 3,500 people, except me, I don't have a blue check. Um, you know, all the other people attending that uh, Twitter space were like all of the kind of upper echelon uh, people in, in tech and journalism, and they were, you know, talking about it. Um, I We didn't mean to talk about any of this stuff today, uh, but do you have any, you know, thoughts about uh, either the Facebook files, you know, Haugen or, um, or the announcement today or anything relative I, yeah, to that? Yeah, well... I haven't been, I've been trying to keep up with the Facebook stuff. What happened was, I guess it was on Monday, all the embargoed, it was it Monday, I guess, all the embargoed stuff came out. I right. heard yesterday that there had been, someone said there had been like 48 articles published Yes. from the different publications. And I guess there's even more from today. So I don't know. There's, there's so much um, to wade through. None of it is terribly surprising. I mean, if right. you use Facebook, it it's sort of, I mean, what's interesting is finding out that Facebook knew what was going on and either sure. looked the other way or didn't know what to do about it. Yeah, um, and people say that they were, you know, lying to the public, but that's not illegal, is it? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, in some cases it can be. Yeah. It, um, well, it depends on your product. If you're, if, you know, if you're in whatever their business is, I mean, they're not, um, it, it's like, it, well, another big story this week is the woman who's suing Kellogg's because there weren't mm. enough strawberries in her Pop-Tarts. <laughs> a, a woman filed a $5 million lawsuit. Well, right. actually, this, of course, this lawyer filed the lawsuit. And it turns out the lawyer uh, has a history. His specialty is sort of filing lawsuits against mm. uh, big food. Mm -hmm. And uh, they advertise Pop-Tarts. They have strawberries on the package. And there's really no strawberries in the Pop-Tarts. It's mainly, <laughs> uh, it's mainly, I think they said apple and pear stuff that's Interesting. Like ground up and then some kind mm -hmm. of uh, strawberry flavor. So now, the thing is, it's being presented as one of these like ridiculous lawsuit stories, you know, like right. the, the classic was the lady who burned herself with the McDonald's yes. coffee in the 1990s. But there is a legitimate 
kernel to this story, which is that the companies just lie to the public about what's in their food. Mm-hmm. Now, if you bought Pop-Tarts or if I bought Pop-Tarts because we're bad, cynical people, we would say, well, come on, there's not going to be any strawberries in this. They're mm. Pop-Tarts, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're... Strawberry flavored. Right. But I, I think the package actually says strawberry or something. Okay. Anyway, but that, well, so, that's, anyway, know, that's, that's off topic, but there's, a, there's an example, right? If you lie to the public, depending on what your product is, it could be mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah. Now I'm not saying, you know, when you, when he would testify, you know, in, in, under oath, that's another matter, or I guess right. sometimes it's not under oath. Like in other words, they make a deal where, you know, he agrees to come up and testify, but it's not going to be under oath. Right. See, a lot of these tech reporters have a point and, and, you know, they're insulted because they had said stuff like this for years that, you know, Facebook was, you know, a hotbed of, uh, well, I mean, all kinds of, you know, horrendous yeah. stuff going on yeah. on Facebook. And they would ask Facebook for a comment and the, the publicists of Facebook would lie to them. Mm-hmm. So now it turns out they know they were lying to them. But yeah. again, was was that a crime? No. Mm-hmm. Was it, yeah. you know, was it wrong? It's, it's PR. Well, wrong. Right. That's another matter altogether. It reminds uh, me of, remember in, uh, Dan Aykroyd used to do the guy from the uh, the toy company on Saturday Night Live. And there was a classic bit where I think it was Candace Bergen was playing um, an interviewer. And she was interviewing Aykroyd and he was like the CEO of some toy company. And their big toy that season for children was going to be a uh, a bag of glass. Oh God! <laughs> right. This and, is apropos of uh, you know Halloween. Kids and parents, please right, uh, make right. sure and to then, check those candies. And then she said, "Now here's a. I think I, th- I guess it might have been for a Halloween show." And she said, "Oh, here's a, a children's costume you have this year." This is just a plastic bag that you get from a dry cleaners and and you're telling children to play with this. And Aykroyd says, yeah, you know, they can be an astronaut. They can be a ghost. Oh, they can... <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Now, right. what was this article I saw? I didn't read it uh, from the Washington Post about uh, uh, somebody, a reporter who didn't believe in ghosts and now is scared of them. Did you see that one? Uh, no. All right. No, well, what? we'll have to look that one up. What and, happened? Uh, did they get? Did they? I didn't read the story, but um, since we're talking about Halloween, what is the? And I guess this is the Halloween edition. What is the? Um, what What is the favorite uh, costume this year? Do you know? Jeez, I have no idea. Oh, um, I always like to look that up. Yeah, you know, I'm no, gonna have it, to do that while we're talking. I'll you know I'll, I'll look that up. But you know they always talk about the top you know top ten or top five Halloween costumes. I don't know. You know everything. Everything moves so quickly now, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know, they, you know, is, is somebody going to be, uh, you know, Zuckerberg in the metaverse, I right. guess somebody would have to be, you know, yes, but then yes. what are some we- other candidates now, but before we get, get I'm, I'm going to research this while we're talking about something else, which is, I guess we have to acknowledge that, uh, it seems like they just passed the infrastructure bill. Is that right? I just no, just as no. we were getting on that well, they were going to have a vote to um, extend some kind of funding, but not pass the actual infrastructure bill. Mm, In I other see. words, That's do some happening. kind of like uh, like just extend some funding until December third. I think it is. I saw they were passing something, but I didn't get a chance to see whether it was the main bill. So you know, Biden gets you know uh, makes an announcement saying uh, you know this is. 
this is a, a major achievement, you know, when, when it happens and, and then he gets on Air Force One um, and kind of leaves, <laughs> leaves the mess behind. Yeah, right. Well, he's going to meet the Pope. I mean, is that you know, it? now why did they did they announce that they were not going to have a video coverage of the meeting? Why did they decide that? I have no idea. And then the Queen said she's not going to the uh, to the climate summit. So, you know, what what is going on here? I mean, all these people are like going into hiding for some reason. Um, well, the thing with the Queen is kind of odd. She she canceled. She was going to go to Northern Ireland last week, I guess right. it was or a week ago and, and uh, canceled that. But I mean, the woman is 95 and they that's true. They, they had her doing a lot of public events. So, uh, you know, I don't, I wouldn't read too much into that. All right. I don't, I don't know if the, I don't know if they ever really have live video of the Pope meeting people. I guess maybe they do. I don't know. I, uh, you know, well, I'm were, sure there, there's going to be an interesting kind of coverage. Yeah. There's going to be like a whole conspiracy theory about that. Because, oh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working on mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I mean, I'm sure it'll be like, uh, you know, they're going to have to do, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I, it, you know, if you look at the New York Post or, you know, I guess Fox News, too, or whatever, Biden has dementia and he doesn't know where he is. He's, of course, he's they're going to totally say out that. of it. I so mean, they, they, they think that he's had that, you know, for years. Right. I mean, and, and he doesn't uh, help when he, you know, when he goes on you know, CNN town hall with uh, Anderson Cooper and then he wanders around the stage aimlessly and says, what am I doing here? Well, you uh, know, it doesn't help. It, it doesn't help. But he was doing that 40 years ago. <laughs> I, I, I remember many years ago, my, my father used to watch uh, hearings on C-SPAN ah. and they were having hearings once. And Biden was the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. So he could I mean, this was like, I guess, in the early 90s or something. And I remember talking to my father and he was saying that. He had been watching these hearings and he said, boy, he said, that that Joe Biden, he went to ask a question and it went on for 20 minutes. And I, I don't know what the hell the question was. It was all kind of interesting. Yes. I, I'll tell you, the guy really likes the sound of his own voice. And, you know, and that's always been the rap on Biden. Right. You know, I mean, that was um, Obama said but now he, he's old. I yeah, mean, well, you know, Obama said he had some, you know, some brain surgery or something. Well, right? that was years ago. Too, yeah, 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 yeah. But Obama said when he was campaigning with Joe Biden, what would happen is they'd have like a rope line and they'd have to like go down the line, shake hands with everybody and then get up on the stage. And he said he'd get up on the stage, he'd turn around and Biden was still like at the beginning of the rope line, like telling somebody a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and they'd have to, to like, yeah, they'd have to send somebody to uh, prod him along. Uh, do, are you familiar with Alyssa Mastromonaco? She, oh, she, she like a political. Uh, yeah, she worked. Yeah. You're right. She worked in the Obama White House and she wrote a wonderful book about working in the Obama White House. But when they were talking about Biden uh, picking a, a running mate, uh, she was interviewed on a podcast because she had been in charge of um, helping uh, Obama pick a running mate. And they did this thing where you know, they always do this kind of weird thing where they they don't want to say who's being considered. So mm -hmm. they have to move the people around in secrecy so mm -hmm. nobody notices what's going mm -hmm. on. So 
Obama was going to be in Minnesota campaigning and they were going to fly Joe Biden out to have a big meeting with, with Obama, but they had to do it in secret. So they chartered an airplane, but the airplane wasn't chartered in Delaware because people would figure mm -hmm. that out. They, they mm -hmm. chartered the plane like outside of Philly. Mm -hmm. So they had Biden go to this little airport outside of Philadelphia. He gets on a chartered jet and they fly him to the airport in Minneapolis. And she said they, they told Biden you know, you have to like be in disguise. So, <laughs> so Biden wore sunglasses and a baseball cap. And she said, the problem is when Joe Biden is wearing a ball cap and his aviator glasses, he looks exactly like Joe Biden. <laughs> well, then right. there's a perfect Halloween costume right there. <laughs> right. All so right, I looked these up. Wait, oh, go ahead. You oh, wait, hold on. So, that, so, yeah. so they get to Minnesota. The best part of the story is they get yes. to Minnesota and the plane lands and they're on the tarmac. And there's another private jet and there's a bunch of people getting off the other plane and somebody notices Joe Biden and yells, hey, Joe Biden. And Biden yells to them and says hello and goes over and starts talking to them. And Alyssa Mastromonaco says, you know, it's, a, it's like a top secret operation. They're smuggling <laughs> Joe Biden into Minnesota. The vice president. Yeah. Right. Or the potential. Candidate, right. Yeah. And, and here he is like, you know, schmoozing with, right. with complete strangers on a runway. But she said that the other people never mentioned it to anyone. It never linked no, to the press. So no. I guess they just, it never occurred to them why Joe Biden was at their airport. Right. But, uh, right. But anyway, right. Here we go. Here we go. The president. Uh, the, and, you know, it's disappointing. Number one is uh, most popular uh, costume, Halloween costume this year, which that's number yep. one. Oh, now, well, that's okay. You could that's... maybe you could make, you know, turn that into kind of a Bobert or a Marjorie Taylor, you know, green. So, no, you know, you know, I kind of like the fact that, that that a kid would just be a witch and it doesn't have to be really, you know, too topical. Uh, all right. Uh, then there's rabbit is number two. I'm not sure, you know, why is there, uh, there is there some video game that features a rabbit? The third one is dinosaur. Okay, okay. that's good. Yeah. Uh, number four, Spider-Man. And I don't even think that there's a you know, a, a new movie, a Spider-Man movie out right now. Then there's Cruella de Vil. And I haven't seen that new new version with, uh, who is the actress in that? Um, oh, I can't think of her name. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. You know who I mean. Yeah, uh, next one, Fairy. I'm never going to see it. Right. Um, Harley Quinn. All right. All right. Uh, Cowboy, Clown, Chucky. Cheerleader, pirate, pumpkin, angel, vampire. Then Wait, you, you, you have a list from the West Village in 1980. <laughs> no, this is uh, oh, okay. this is on, this is a current. Uh, I guess this is a feature. It sounds by like Google. The, it, yeah, it sounds like it the says, village people. It says Frightgeist with Google. Frightgeist with Google um, What is this one? Among Us. Is that some streaming series? Or no? Wait a minute. Uh, that's that's on Twitch. That's a that's a game, right? Uh, yeah, wait, yes. I, I know Remember what that when is, AOC I... did a, did a fundraiser. She oh, right, 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 right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a, she yeah, played she was playing us. it live. Yeah. Very yeah. I watched cool. some of very that. Cool. Had no Zombie... idea what was happening, but it was very entertaining. <laughs> Zombie 1980s was another one. Superhero, devil, devil, Joker, ninja, squid game. Oh, okay. Now I see something. I have you watched any of that? We said we I, were no, going to. No, I haven't to. yet. Yeah. No, no I, I haven't, haven't either. Yet. 
Beetlejuice, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now they have a feature where you can look at, it's a map of the United States and it'll tell you, which reminds me, did you see that map a few weeks ago of the most popular Pornhub search? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was really that? weird. Yeah, yeah, there was um, Kevin James was yeah. the most popular in Tennessee or something. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. But yeah, which that's... which state had uh, gothic uh, gothic surgical or gothic hospital goth hospital? I think it was called. I don't know. And pe people were wondering. I think it was Oklahoma. And for a week, people were going, "Who can explain this to me?" Goth horror, or I'm sorry, goth hospital. And then uh, the answers were, you know, this is where you do, uh, you know, rubber and latex and all that stuff. Um, so I'm looking at the map now and I'm just, you know, cursoring over it. Uh, nothing too surprising over here. So, all right. Well, I, I don't know what, you know, what I would be doing. Um, I guess that, uh, what was that? Uh, some of the, some of the TV or movie ones. Um, oh, Dune. Okay. I got to see Dune. I might do like the Baron or something. Have you seen any of that yet? No, 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 I haven't. I, I've been okay. watching a mafia show on uh, HBO Max. There's a show called Gamora. It's, oh. a, it's um, an Italian uh, crime series, and it, it's really, really good. I got I watched an episode of that, and now I'm like in the second season of it. So I've been binging on that. It's really right. good. Well, you got to try to um, look at some of the uh, clips because the guy who plays Baron, I guess it's, what is it? Skellen Sarsgaard or something. Is he, is he the father of all the other younger Sarsgaard actors that are in all the movies all the time? Yeah. You know, I always see that name and I think it's one person, but it isn't, it is a whole clan of them. Yeah. It's like a father yeah. and sons. But um, I think this is the father, but the thing that got me was you know, the, uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of the original Dune movie, right? You know, David Lynch. And um, uh, in that, I forget the name of the actor, but he was, you know, incredibly uh, disgusting and good. Uh, you know, the, the, the guy who played the Baron in the Lynch one. Well, now I'm, I'm looking to see how they're playing him in this uh, remake. And uh, I swear, it looks like his scenes were you know, inspired by Brando in Apocalypse Now. Because he's got the shaved head. He's, you know, huge. He's huge. And then they got him, like, submerged, even though it kind of blends because it was the uh, it was the other guy. It was Sheen that, that was submerged into the mud, right? Into the water right. in that famous uh, yeah, shot. Yeah, he came up with, right, yeah. with the camouflage in this one, paint, right? It's, it's as if you have, um, you know, Brando, this huge bloated Brando is submerging into the... Uh, into the, the 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 mud with the spice in it, which is, I guess, how they, you know, uh, it's like a spa, like a spa treatment. So anyway, I'm I'm just really curious if I'm the only one who thinks that it looks to me like uh, the Baron in the New Dune was totally inspired by uh, Brando in Apocalypse Now. We'll have to see if anybody else mentions that. Uh, there's a good chance that you know somebody does see that that's like a weird thing now i notice it i mean it's been going on for years but you have all these people who just like do recaps of tv episodes oh, yeah, or recaps of movies mm -hmm. 
and there's more discussion of uh of stuff so yeah there's there's got to be somebody you know somebody, somebody else has got that yeah yeah there so, has to be yeah yeah so i think that covers most of you know what's new and up to date um we were talking about you know some other features to include this week and uh you know uh in a desperate search for evergreen material i dug out my folder from 1986 or thereabouts uh you know in the in the 70s when i was at columbia i used to do the rip and read of the news on the on the radio station kcr the you know people know it as a jazz station yeah sure i know yeah in fact um I used to do the news on Saturday evening in the middle of the famous Phil Schapp jazz program. And so, oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That guy just passed away. He recently. just passed yeah. away. And I was remembering, you know, my time there. I was probably, you know, it was on a Saturday evening. Probably I was the only guy that wasn't busy on a Saturday evening. So I used to, you know, ride up on the number one train from the village and, you know, get off at 116 and go up into the into the radio station. And um, I, I would you know, arrive an hour or two early. I would flip on the teletype. Right. And it would just spit stuff out you know these uh, you know accordion sheets right they would be right. like uh you know a single sheet with the kind of perforation so you could uh, rip them apart and then i would you know go through them i'd organize the stories and uh you know then just before maybe 15 minutes before i went on or something i would uh, check to see if there were any updates in any of the stories that i picked you know i might have picked maybe 10 stories to to read on the air so I would, um, you know, make any updates as needed. And then I'd go into the booth and I was like literally across the glass, you know, Phil Schapp was on the other side of the glass and I was, you know, setting up my, my, my notes and, and, uh, you know, I, I put the, the headphone on and adjust the uh, positioning of the microphone. He would see me come in there and then he would f- switch on his, um, music, you know, what he was playing into my headset and then he'd introduce me, and uh, so, you know, I would I'd be doing these rip and reads with the with the uh, you know teletype stories, probably AP or what was it? UPS was another UP, uh, UPI. UPI, yeah. Now, did you ever work with uh, teletype like this? Uh, I was around them. I never worked directly with them, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with it. So then after that, as we mentioned, you know, in one of those, uh, I guess it was last time uh, we did an origin story part two, I went to the uh, newspaper on Staten Island and I was in the newsroom there. So obviously uh, we had these reams of, you know, teletype that would come through, you know, whatever the shift was, I worked four to midnight. So, you know, I used to kind of keep an eye out for unusual stories, right? And um, I, I kept a file of of you know wacky stories and uh i think the name of the file was mayo and i took that from the very first story that i that i collected uh for this bunch and it came in uh, april of 86 and the uh slug on it was mayonnaise slaying so I, I thought I would read like, you know, some of these and you can, you know, interject and you know offer comments. Yeah. Well, you have, I mean, something called the mayonnaise slave. Um, slaying, slaying. Oh, slaying, mayonnaise, mayonnaise slaying. slaying. 
Okay. Oh, okay. A slave, you know, that would also be an interesting story. Here it is. Um, it's from Harrisville, West Virginia. A man who told police he, quote, went crazy after waking up and finding someone licking mayonnaise off his nude body was found innocent Wednesday of first degree murder. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that 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 old story of like, oh yeah, I woke up in the middle of this. Yes. It was, it Someone was, was licking mayonnaise off my nude body. Okay. And I woke up in the middle of it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. The jury deliberated slightly more than an hour before acquitting him. Okay. He was charged with the Easter 85 killing of funeral director so-and-so of Harrisville, West Virginia. Uh, the body stabbed 13 times was found at his home. Okay. On the opening day of the trial. Now this could have been a tip off. It said on the opening day of the trial, April 1st. Right. What, right. Well, you know, it could be an April fool's joke. However, the, you know, the date on this, on this story is April 9th. So I, I you know, I, I assume it's a real story. It says on the opening day of the trial, jurors heard a taped conversation in which Police said the man confessed to the murder. He told them that uh, he and, an, uh, and, a, and, a, and a companion had accepted a ride home with the victim from a bar and that he had fallen asleep in the car only to wake up later in a strange house. Quote, there was ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, pickles, things out of the refrigerator, unquote. A sobbing, you know, so-and-so said in the 15-minute police tape, quote, I went crazy unquote, he said. He told officers he grabbed a knife lying on a nearby nightstand and stabbed the victim. He then pulled his clothes over his condiment-smeared body and taking the victim's car, drove home. Yeah, well, yeah, here, I, I, that story is still on the AP. Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it. Um, From 86? Yeah, Bailey of Parkersburg was, uh, oh, wait, wait, they got a or maybe this is no, just wait, a, no, no, here. It, Dean Ludwig B of Parkersburg yes, yeah, was yeah, found yeah. innocent, right? Right. And so, then, so, um, so is that a real story or is that well, his code? Yeah, his code. Well, I, I guess it's real. It's dated April 10th, 1986 on, yes. uh, on the AP site. Right. At right. some point, they must have backfilled all this, uh, yeah, the detail, old stuff. Well, no, right. well, well, I mean, uploaded all their old stories because there was no worldwide web okay so then you know maybe so. maybe all of these are existing out there i collected them and i was going to try to pitch it as a like a book you know the whack weirdest weird tales right from the ap here's another one are you ready it's sure. called it's called uh slug racist parrot harassment complaint filed over filed over birds slur a woman said thursday she's filed a harassment complaint against the neighbor who has trained a parrot to squawk a racial slur okay and and this whole thing began because of a dispute over her refusal to trim her trees to improve the neighbor's view uh the the the, the bird squawked the word over and over for a half hour starting early in the morning it happens three or four times a week and has been going on for two years Quote, it wore my nerves to a frazzle, the complainant said. It's been driving me to where it made me sick at my stomach. They could do that. Hmm. This is evergreen content. It is. Yeah. You know, it's a great parrot story. 
Um, someone gave after Andrew Jackson left the White House and returned to Tennessee, mm -hmm. he at some point acquired a parrot. I guess someone gave it to him or someone might have traveled to Central America and brought back a parrot. Somehow he wound up with a parrot. So they had this parrot that lived with Andrew Jackson. So Andrew Jackson died and they were having his funeral and the parrot kept screaming out curses all through oh, the, uh, <laughs> because it was Andrew Jackson's parrot. Yes. I think that would, that would be a good name for a band, you know, Andrew Jackson's parrot. Yes. Yes. I think yeah. so. Now here's another one. Blind man jailed for drunken diving, uh, driving rather claims dog was navigator. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's a, that's kind of self-explanatory. Okay. Here's another one. Man pleads guilty in death of mother, allegedly beat his mother when she refused to cook him spaghetti and meatballs for Thanksgiving. Well, you know, you got to hear both sides. You know? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know. uh, I love some of these leads. Okay. This, this one, the slug here, <laughs> Capitol Hill regulars see a lot of celebrities come and go, but only once a year did they get to watch a group of young beauty queens spit watermelon seeds. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's the, a good story. What, On what watermelon I, feast day. What I like to do is um, you can, at the Library of Congress, they have this collection of old newspapers that have been digitized. And I sometimes just for the hell of it, I'll go back and I'll read, you know, what happened a hundred years ago or whatever. Yeah, and you post and it on your Twitter feed. I do, right? Yeah, if I see something funny or, or, or something interesting. What's the handle but, on that? Uh, the handle on it? What do you mean? On the, no, on the account. No, um, oh, History 1800s. Okay. Uh, yeah. but We highly recommend. Let me see. We have, I'm looking now at uh, the New York Evening World from 100 years ago today so let me uh hold on let me you look at that i'll read this one yeah man, read that one man swears off here. okay man swears off musical group wham after car wreck being pinned under his wrecked sports car for six hours with a broken arm was bad but listening to the british group wham continuously playing on his tape recorder was worse i never want to hear it again i swear i don't gordon pickerel 18 of kingston said Wednesday after deputies pulled him from beneath his overturned MGB. I thought I was going to die. Just from yeah. listening to the music. Well, you know, they, they, they were a terrible band. I mean, what could you do? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't they have big hits? And then, yeah, uh, well, yeah, they did. I, I remember... And George Michael, right? He was in that. Yeah. Um... Oh, here's one. You want to hear a story about a fat horse? Okay, this sure. It's not going to, I don't think is, that'll offend anyone. This is the, uh, the New York evening world, October 28th, 1921 horse jams doorway, 11 burned to death. Oh, wait a minute. That's it's, horrible. Uh, animal prevents rescue of itself and others from blazing stable. And the lead oh, of the story goodness. is a fat horse became stuck in the door of Joseph stays one story stable Mm. at number 521 East 80th Street in a fire at 5 a.m. today. And besides losing its own life, caused 10 others to perish. Now, 
it's it, it seems terrible, like terrible the, tragedy. Uh, right. So, well, it was all see when you first read this, you think it's eleven people, but it's actually eleven horses. Oh, um, interesting. They said Twist. the people. Right, the people were eleven others. Well, yeah, they said they led nine horses to the street. The tenth was unusually fat, and in mm. its excitement, wedged itself in the doorway. The collapse of the blazing roof ended the rescues. And let me see, they had 50 families, more than 250 persons were routed out of bed and tenements in the rear of 81st Street and remained outdoors until the fire was out. Mm. So that's the uh, that was the news 100 years ago. All right. But, and people can, uh, you know, get these, you call them oddments, right? Uh, research oddments. Yeah, well, typically what... What happened was I, I, I love doing research with old newspapers because mm -hmm. it's fascinating how much is actually in the old newspaper accounts, but it tells you what people were thinking or seeing or believing at the time. But what invariably happens is I'll look something up and then I'll find something on the same page or an adjoining page. It's actually a lot more interesting than what I was <laughs> looking for. Right. And, and, uh, and that, that happens constantly where, um, you know, like I, I was, I was looking up something the other day. I, I fell down a rabbit hole of looking up scrap drives, World War II scrap drives. Mm -hmm. And um, in October, 1942, New York city had these scrap drives and they uh, they designated different boroughs would have different days where you were supposed to pile up all your scrap uh, metal. Now, you know, October 1942 was a, a pretty grim time. The war was on, but, uh, you know, America hadn't really done much in the war yet, but they were like building up this huge military. So they needed all the scrap metal they could get their hands on. Mm. So. It, the stories are really fascinating because it turns out they sent people around to uh, uh, knock on doors and they kind of educated the public on what they were looking for. So people were like cleaning out their attics and their basements. And, and it became this whole thing of uh, like, you know, people were like donating their candlesticks mm -hmm. and, you know, all like, family heirlooms and wow. like people were proud to be donating things mm -hmm. to to the war effort mm -hmm. so you know it was, it was kind of fascinating today if they did that they'd say oh the deep state is trying to take away all our metal <laughs> well that, they should go to the hoarders first you know the people that are loading up their houses with that stuff right exactly but now here's here's the last story here and then we're going to close out um it says, uh, hungry, slugged, hungry mosquitoes turn on press. Okay. And it says, starved mosquitoes ignored the script of a publicity stunt and descended on an audience of businessmen and journalists, leaving them bitten, swollen, and itching. The makers of a new mosquito repellent smeared the product over a model and put her in a cage with more than 3,000 Indian mosquitoes, which had been starved for three days to sharpen their appetite. But the mosquitoes got out of the cage and went straight for the audience sitting in a London restaurant. It was, quote, pretty inept, said entomologist Peter Cranston, who was at the event to give a short lecture on mosquitoes. He said the insects were, quote, known to be pretty virulent as biters. And given the chance, they will go for it. The model didn't suffer any bites. Wow. 
That's madness. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a, a mosquito bites man Happy story, though. Yeah, <laughs> but it's mosquito then, bites man. If it was man bite mosquito, well, then uh, they really sometimes they really that happens. Something. You know, like if you're uh, you know wandering around or you're on your bicycle or you're you're, you're uh, my scooter without the the visor pulled down. And you, right. and you end end up with that, but uh, every everybody likes a you know a happy ending where the journalists get bitten by the mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, a good way. So we didn't end. get to your uh, stories. You were going to talk about some NFTs. Give us just as we're closing. What what is one of the most ridiculous stories about NFTs? Yeah, well, 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 there's this weird story that uh, these cryptocurrency people are obsessed with the metal tungsten because <laughs> um, tungsten is is very dense. It's a very heavy... It's uh, a heavy metal. It's a heavy metal. <laughs> it's, it's a real headbanger. And uh, there there's this weird story where these crypto people are going to buy shares in a... Uh, it's a 1,784-pound cube of tungsten. Wow. Which apparently is a it's a fourteen inch uh, cube. Like uh -huh. you know, every surface is fourteen inches, mm -hmm. but the metal is so dense it weighs almost a ton. Wow! And they're gonna they're gonna buy shares in it with their cryptocurrency, and mm -hmm. then uh, they can visit the cube once a year and touch it. <laughs> okay. And and people are like trying to get an explanation of like what okay like what you know what you know what's the what, appeal what what in the uh, blue hell is going on yeah. here and uh and the the one there was a story in uh in vice where they were trying to explain it and you read the story and you you come away with like a headache it's like mm. it just doesn't make right. any sense well, well the one guy episode, says you're, well here the ahead. one what's guy the says the one guy says crypto just has a propensity for the density there you go. So a propensity for the density. Is, All right. Uh, I like that as a, as a slogan. <laughs> right. uh, so. Next time, give us a full report, not only on NFTs, but explain this whole crypto to us, because, you know, a lot of us are, are wondering. Uh, today, I think there was an announcement that guy Beeple, right, the artist who does the 60, $16 million NFTs. Uh, he's he's auctioning off a new artwork that is a hybrid of an actual physical artwork, you know, sculpture combined with NFTs. So, yeah, I was wondering, do you remember, speaking of your old folders and yeah. NFTs, do you still have the stuff that we used to get from a woman named Angela? Oh, yeah. You yeah, still yeah. have that? Yeah, I was thinking. Well, some you... of them. I mean, she used to send us drawings, right? Right. That's why I was thinking there mm -hmm. could be Angela NFTs in oh, our yeah, future. Yeah. yeah. I, I got a lot of good stuff from that folder. We'll we'll pick that up. And also, as I was preparing for this and thinking about, you know, uh, these stories off the wire, I suddenly realized maybe that's what Hunter Thompson was talking about in that famous quote. Uh, the boys were up on the wire walking the bull. So, you know, maybe they were up on the AP wire. 
and they right moved. that was always my guess was ah. that, he, that was that he meant there was like um you know like like bullshit being bullshit being put out on the uh on the on wires the, on the wire services so that's 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 basically what this episode was all about we were the boys i was up on the wire and we were walking the bull so yeah um, there you, I, until I guess next if, time and we uh you know we have a propensity for the density I guess <laughs> that's true too. Next time we want <laughs> yeah. the crypto tutorial. All right, yeah, bye for yeah, now. okay, yeah, we'll do the crypto episode next Good. time. That, take that should care. be uh, interesting. Okay, take it bye -bye. easy. Bye bye.